Today on Belonging in Classrooms, I'm so excited to welcome Principal Erin Warney to the podcast. Principal Warney is the principal of Edison High School here in Minneapolis Public Schools, where I recently had the incredible pleasure of spending a morning. I had heard from a couple of folks who'd recently been through a tour of Edison about this thing called Tommy Hour that was student-centered, student-driven, engagement, and lots of fun activities in order to really talk about the concerns and really see if we could drive student enrollment and student attendance. It's been a struggle for a lot of high schools post-pandemic, as you can well imagine. And Principal Warney really wanted to try something new. When I tell you that I was awed and amazed and overjoyed at my time in the school, first of all, what I observed was just students and educators interacting really respectfully and beautifully. I got to observe crocheting and knitting and sewing, popsicle stick housemaking, and I was able to learn a few magic tricks and the science behind them, I'm not gonna lie. I think I have a little bit of game there. But I also got to observe students check in with teachers about their academics. So while these games were happening and things were happening, it gave a teacher an opportunity to say to this kiddo, hey, come over here, let's talk about your Spanish. In another classroom, I heard an educator and a student talking about something that had happened, and he said, boy, it really sounds like you need to make repair with your educator. Once you do that, once you kind of take that care of that, come back and we'll talk about this test. When I, I was just so moved by the respect and creativity and innovation and student-led activities during this time that I had to have Principal Warney on the podcast so that she could share with you how she creates belonging in classrooms. Principal Warney, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to have you on Belonging in Classrooms, and I can't wait (laughs) for more people to get to know about the magic that is happening at Edison High School right now. Um, So I just want to ask you, like, and just jump right in. What Mm. is Tommy Hour? Okay, so Tommy Hour um, is something that we developed at Edison. We started it out this year. And um, it is an opportunity for our students to select a course Mm -hmm. that really meets a need that they have or an interest that they have. So for example, um, some of our students love art. And so one of our teachers created a course called um, Paint the Tiles for Miles and Miles, which is where students are painting designs on the tiles of our ceilings. I noticed that. that, They're so beautiful. Yes. And other students love gaming, and so they get to play board games um, together in community. Other students really needed a study hall, but to be supported and getting their work done. So they signed up for a study hall. So we just created a bunch of classes. All we really need is attendance and engagement. Um, If they're not graded, we don't follow any standards. We just use it as a time to build community and to have students be engaged in school and um, building relationships with our staff and with each other. How did you come up with this idea? Like, how did you know Ooh. how to do this? Right. So we were really inspired by an article that um, NPR had put out last year um, about Brooklyn Center um, mm-hmm. and how they had utilized something similar um, to um, what we created, um, which was offering some workshops for students that were really high interest based. And they had done this in an effort to increase their attendance. So mm-hmm. kind of giving students a special interest reason to come to school mm-hmm. and to not feel the pressures of 
grading and and um, to really just have fun and connect with each other post pandemic. And so we looked at that and said, you know, we've got an advisory period um, that we already utilize, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, it's an 80-minute period because we're a block schedule. It's kind of a long time to just do advisory things. Mm-hmm. So we started to talk as a staff right around budget season of, you know, what are your, kind of your hopes and dreams for students? Um and we, we um, talked a lot about how beneficial it would be for us to be able to just do more fun things with our kids, more clubs, more activities, more opportunities for them to be social with each other, to look up from their phones, do something with their hands, do something that they have a hand in creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so looking at what Brooklyn Center had done, looking at kind of where we already had advisory in place, we said, what if instead of advisory all year long, we spent at least a couple of quarters doing this Tommy Opportunity Hour hmm. um, and then assessing, you know, what that did for kids and whether or not we felt like, you know, we wanted to continue doing it. How did you get educators on board? Like to like mm-hmm. not, I know, <laughs> I mean, I know that there's a lot of pressure on educators mm-hmm. to get through content, to get the grades, to get students successful. Yes. And then to give them this like hour of fun mm-hmm. can feel maybe frivolous. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about our team at Edison is that I think people were sort of less concerned with it being frivolous Mm. um, and sort of more concerned with, do I have sort of the talents and the Mm. capabilities to create a class that students are really going to be interested in doing? Mm -hmm. So I think there was a lot of worry about like their own capacity, um, not only to, to make something that is fun and engaging for kids, but also to just have the time to adequately plan. Yeah. Um, and so we spent a lot of time in, um, so after the the budget conversations where we kind of did some hoping and dreaming and it had come away with this model sort of emerging from those conversations, I took that back and said, what do you think about us just sort of rolling with this and putting together a committee of staff and students to talk about what this could look like? Hmm. And so we did that. We got a lot of great input from students and staff, you know, worked out a lot of logistical things, sort of built a framework. And then I think it was largely about me just trying to share the message that perfection is not what we're interested in here. And you like being on stage and tap dancing for 80 minutes is not what we're aiming for. (laughs) That the more we can put this in the hands of our students and actually taking the pressure off of us Mm. and letting kids really, really lead it, um, the better, you know, and the more, the more in keeping with what we really wanted to be able to do. And so try to just keep sharing that, um, and I also try to make Tommy Opportunity Hour really visible. So we, you know, we share the, the the list of courses with teachers, so they can see what their colleagues are creating. They can see what students are signing up for. Um, and so I think that really helps them think about like what would I offer based mm. on kind of how I'm being inspired by my colleagues and by student interest as well. So. Yeah. And you, I, what I really love about this is that students were allowed to give input. Like this was a really mm-hmm. student-centered and in some ways student-led, right? In many ways, yes. So I really engaged my, I'm the advisor for our student leadership team, okay. which is like, has been such a blessing. I would tell any principal, be the advisor for your student leadership <laughs> team because it's incredible what you huh. learn huh. and the way that you can really empower students. Hmm. Um, and so I really engaged students around this um, and 
what students were saying is, what if I had an idea? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can necessarily do, like we had a, a, a young person say, I love like crocheting and crafts. I don't know that I can really lead my, my peers to do this, but I could help a teacher a lot with this idea. Yes. So what if I just found a teacher who would sort of say, yeah, I'll do that with you. And then I get to teach my peers what I know. I get to teach my teacher what I know. And so, you know, there was, there was the opportunity for that. And while we were in the middle of our first quarter of Tommy Opportunity Hour, I had students coming to me saying, I really want to do this. Can I do it? Yep. All you have to do is find a teacher who will host you. And so students going out and doing that, I think, was really exciting. And I'd like to see more and and more of that happening. Because the students who live through this pandemic Mm -hmm. are not the students who did not live through this pandemic. Correct. So yes. what, what's mm-hmm. the difference do you see in attention spans? I mean, I, mm-hmm. there's a lot of conversation about it, but I think a lot of it comes down to like maybe more of more like restricting students more and more to force them to pay attention. Yes. And, and I don't think this group of students is down for that. No, I don't think so either. And I think, you know, we definitely see um, students having, you know, just, just lower... Um, I think lower ability to sustain attention over time, mm-hmm. right? We see a lot of like flight behaviors, like mm. let me get out of this class and go to the bathroom again and again and again. I forgot something in my locker. I need water, right? Like let, like, let me get out of here because I need to move. I need to look someplace yes, else, talk yes. to someone else. And we also see when things get, you know, maybe like emotional um, or when a student is maybe feeling um, like I'm not feeling 100% accepted by my peers in this moment. My phone is a great way for oh. me to just escape and like let me just look down and not feel this rush of pain that's coming up through my body that's totally developmentally appropriate and and ultimately, un- you know, inescapable. But I have my phone um, as a way to sort of tune out what's happening. And so I love that the Tommy Opportunity Hour is sort of this low-risk yes. opportunity. I chose this. It gives me what I need. And, you know, the thing is, if I chose a study hall and within my study hall what I really need is to look at my phone for 15 minutes – I don't have to be harassed about that. Instead, I can be invited to come and join the group. Mm. um, And I don't have to risk failure in the same way that maybe I do when I don't know how to do a math problem, right? Yep. Um, And so I think that there's a little bit of like a relief that kids feel during Mm -hmm. that 80 minutes every every B-day at Edison High School. I also (laughs) noticed that... um, when I got to come and see, mm-hmm. I, what I noticed was that different abilities and different sets of skills, yeah. like, you know, sometimes in our schools, the kiddos who are, you know, rule following, love being like, they love mm-hmm. to follow rules and they love to perform and they, yep. they like to raise their hand. And I was the kid who was like double holding my hand up in school. Right. You had to keep I, switching yes, arms because yes, your arms were tired. Numb. Yep. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So <laughs> then I got to be a leader a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. what I noticed during Tommy Hour was like lots of kids were leading mm-hmm. in different ways. And it really creates an outlet. I, I, I noticed newcomers mm-hmm. with almost not a lot of English yep. teaching other kiddos how they were building a popsicle stick house. Uh-huh. And he, he was really in charge of that. Yeah. And everybody was following his lead. It really gave an opportunity to shake up some of that stuff that can be really scarring for us in high school. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's something that you've learned from this experience that surprised you? 
I was surprised by, well, I was surprised by how much the students liked it, like immediately. Hmm. I thought it would take longer to Hmm. sort of catch on, right? And I thought that maybe we would be really tempted to sort of do the status quo, like that we would have a, a harder time kind of letting go of rules and restraints and grades and mm. desks and all the things that we sort of do in school. Um, and I was surprised by how much people were able to let go of that really quickly, Yes. how much students liked it, how yeah. much their attitudes were just really positive during that time, mm. you know. Um, you know, if kids were out in the hallway, they were like, they like they were joyful and positive, and you hear these like lovely noises coming from classrooms. And I'll go around and peek in the windows, and I'll think I don't even want to interrupt because I feel like if I walk in to like, can I play with you? They'll be like, oh, it's the principal. I don't want them to revert <laughs> to that feeling of we we should be doing something yes, else. Yes. So I love like, and and I'm surprised by how quickly we just we took to the freedom um, and the the good feelings. Yeah. I am surprised at how quickly we took to the freedom. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I got goosebumps. I'm not sure what that that. says, but that is, Yes. I thought it would take, I thought it would take a lot longer for people to relax. Wow. It it took a minute. It took a minute. Mm -hmm. And what is your, what has your response been from your educators and students? Students largely have said, I love it, and they have lots of ideas for other Tommy yeah. Opportunity Hours, and um, many teachers have said, this has given me the opportunity to have relationships oh. that I just don't get to have otherwise. Um, it's given me the opportunity to do things that I can't really do within the confines of my course. Yes. And I say this and acknowledging that not every educator is on board with it. Yep. Not everyone is comfortable with it. Um, there are folks who do study halls because they still, they feel like it's all they can do, right? Yeah. So they're still looking for what is my thing that I feel confident about and and um, and I feel like kids are going to really take to. So we're not all the way there yet, but I actually think that's okay. I think that it's okay for teachers also to sort of say, I think I got to kind of hang with this for a little bit while I find my way because, because Tommy Opportunity Hour is lots of things. It's not just one thing. So um, what's something about your students that you wish the whole world knew? When I think about what it is that I love about my students and I wish everyone knew, um, I think about our senior pranks. Really? <laughs> so I think about a story, right? So years ago, um, a group of students came to, uh, a group of seniors came and said, we want to do a senior prank, but we don't want to do it without talking to you about it first. We want to make sure that it will be okay and that it won't be too disruptive. You know, we mean for it to be fun. Their idea was to take over the staff parking lot to get to school really, really early in the morning, barricade off the lot so no one could park in it, and set up um, games and a TV screen and basketball hoops and a grill and have a party all day long. And so that was their senior skip day and their senior prank. Okay. And they were so lovely. They kind of coordinated with us to make sure that no one would be hurt (sighs) by their decision to have this time together. And they put the day together and they asked, hey, would it be okay if I came back in for 15 minutes to return my library books? Like they were so lovely and courteous and they cared so much about the impact that it would have on other people. Mm. Um, 
And uh, every time I would look out my window, because I have a great view of the parking lot, I just saw students having so much fun together, feeling so much love for one another, groups of kids just like playing together and just being young. And it was really beautiful. Um, and, and then from then on, every time the seniors do a prank, they come to administration and they say, you know, a couple years ago, they said, we want to take all the chairs out of the building and put them on the football field um, with the numbers 22, because we're graduating for 20 in okay. 22. Okay. And we said, ooh, you know, taking away chairs is kind of a deal. And they said, well, what if we took the time to put a piece of tape with the room number on each chair so that you knew what room it came from? And then would you be willing to, to tell teachers hey, take the first 10 minutes of your class, take your class out, have them get chairs and bring them back in. And I said, sure, <laughs> let's do it. And it was funny and people loved it and no one got hurt, right? Like mm. that courtesy and that care and that empathy for people, that to me, that's my students. Like that's mm. just who they are. They're imperfect, absolutely, but they really care about how they treat other people. Um, and it's awesome, <laughs> I think mm -hmm. I think that we underestimate teenagers. I think we do too. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, I I am always so moved by if you can get past that one layer and you and they they, mm -hmm. they yeah, I think teenagers are like they're like a litmus test for reality and and you as an adult they mm -hmm. if they know if you like yourself and they know if you're confident mm -hmm. and they know if you care about them. Yeah. They can feel it all if it's for real. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and their mm -hmm. for real meter is on overdrive, right? <laughs> right? And so because of that, I think a lot of times we take some of those feelers and some of those developmental stages and we're really too hard on them. Yeah. You know, I'm always moved by, um, sometimes I get texts and, you know, updates or whatever. I'm always moved by the depth of emotion mm -hmm. and thoughtfulness that they can do mm -hmm. when, when they feel safe with an adult. 100%. And that I think at the end of the day, they're looking for us to be their partners. Oh. You know, like they reach out to us, like, can we do this thing together? Um, I don't mm. want you to do things to me or for me. Like I want us to do them together. And that's really cool that 14 and 15 year olds can that they think that way they can mm -hmm. yes yeah um so this is my favorite question to ask everyone yes what is a story uh that comes to mind that um an impact that Minneapolis public schools mm -hmm. has had upon you either positive or negative that just like it is like the iconic MPS moment of your career yes whenever I feel like this job of being a principal in Minneapolis <laughs> is untenable <laughs> Right. And sometimes I think, why do I want to do this? Right. Why do I want to work here? Mm -hmm. um, because I do. You know, I'm very loyal to to the district and I believe a lot in what we can do together. Um, I actually think a lot about our graduation ceremony that happened in um, 2020. Mm. So graduation is my favorite day of the year. Okay. Like it's I mean, I feel so lucky that every year in my career I get to celebrate like an ending and a beginning like mm. that. Like I, that's, we're so fortunate. And the, the graduation day, it's, it's joyful. It's beautiful. The 2020 graduation was not particularly joyful, right? Yes. I mean, we already were in the pandemic and we already knew our kids had to come out to Edison by appointment to pick up their cap yes. and gown and get their picture taken because the ceremony was going to be live streamed. So many people were so disappointed that yes. we hadn't thought of another way to kind of bring people together yes. safe, safely. And 
Then, um, on top of that, George Floyd was murdered. Our city was in chaos, right? And so it comes time for our graduation ceremony, and I had to drive to the iDream TV studio, which is in kind of this industrial neighborhood in like northeast Minneapolis, not not too far from Edison, where our graduation ceremony was going to be live streamed from. Mm-hmm. And I remember arriving, and our valedictorian had been invited because he was going to speak. Mm-hmm. And I looked, you know, sat in my car where I parked, and I looked, and I saw him in his cap and gown with his um, valedictorian medal and his parents were there with him and he was standing outside the studio because we couldn't all be inside at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the city was like eerily quiet, yes, right? I it remember. Just, it was like, what is, it was so surreal. And I, I just looked at this kid and I thought of all the terrible things that has happened, here he is mm-hmm. and his classmates are graduating today and 2020 is marked as the year that all of these terrible things happened and it's their graduation year. Yes. 2020, how many times did they say that in chants at pep fests and games? And oh. it was still their year, you know, like nothing could really take that away from them. And as a district, we had figured out, like we had dug into as many resources and thought as creatively as we could to try to make this a meaningful experience and like grieve the experience yeah. together at the yeah. same time. And I thought, gosh, people really need, they really need schools. They need good schools. They need it. Um, And it was just this moment of like, we're trying to give each other what we need in just really terrible circumstances. And and it is, it's the image I draw up in my head. I I see him in his bright blue gown, Mm. right? With his gold medallion. And I just think, yeah, we can really do great things even in really difficult times. So... That's, that's that's my your, MPS story. I mean, that's a solid land. Mm-hmm. That would sell you. a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think there are. I think there are many different times that we because public schools are hard. Minneapolis mm. public schools really is hard, hard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you need a galvanizing force, mm-hmm. and you have to work at hope. Yes, you and do. You have to know what you value. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I'm so honored to have been able to spend time in your school. Thank you. Thank you for visiting us. It was really affirming to have you get oh. to see it through through an, kind of an outsider's perspective um, and to give us good feedback. So Yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I learned a couple of magic tricks. Oh, yes. I the learned magic. a couple of magic tricks that mm-hmm. um, that I'm, I've been practicing. And, I, so and, cool. and several students taught me the science behind them. Uh, the science of magic, the one of our Tommy opportunity hours. Yes. yes. So, <laughs> um, I learned so many amazing things. I got to learn Skippo from some students who were learning English. It mm-hmm. was it was a great day. Good. My best days are always in school. So <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for on top of all of your day, mm-hmm. taking the time to talk to us and share. I love getting to share the brilliance of Minneapolis public schools with a greater community. Thank you for the invitation and, and for seeing us and highlighting us. We're really, really appreciative. Awesome. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. Yeah.